Yeah, so you remember how Matt Damon played Loki in Dogma? Yes, I love that movie. I didn't realise it at the time, and now that I've had it pointed out to me, it's probably one of the best jokes in the whole movie, but in Thor, Ragnarok, there's a scene in it where, like, there's a play about Thor and Loki being played out by two other people pretending to be them, and the guy playing Loki is Matt Damon. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's, pre- he's playing- I didn't know that. He's pretending to be Tom Hiddleston playing Loki in Thor. <laughs> when he played Loki in That's great. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I would have made that connection. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I mean, I didn't recognise him in his costume. So. Oh, a, a random fact to start the podcast. <laughs> yes, and hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its buddies that just make you say, fuck me dead, that's Matt Damon. <laughs> That's not what it. Okay. Anyway, um, hello. Hello. Did you say your name? I didn't. I guess you'll have to watch another episode to find out what it is. Ooh, yeah, watch this marketing. podcast. That's an audio medium. Watch it with your ears. <laughs> Are you waiting for me to say my name? Yes, I am. I'm Coffee Johannesburg. <laughs> I'm Amanda. That's uh, that's actually what uh, CJ stands for. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm alright. I feel it works later. Should be a chill shift. I hope it's not too busy today. But the weather looks nice, so it's Sunday. Mm. I don't know. People usually go it's home. It's sunny out there. Yeah. I meant to put laundry on this morning and I forgot. Oh, same. I was going to do. Thanks for reminding so me. I'm going to get up early tomorrow and uh, wash my work jeans and shirt and then toss them in the dryer for 30 minutes so that they don't get too shrunken and then chuck them in front of the uh, the, the thing <laughs> that makes the room warm for all the rest of the day. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm pretty, I'm pretty tired. Um. I am in a horrible habit of uh, staying up really late on Friday night, mm-hmm. and then it fucks Spirals me for the, the rest weekend. of the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, I try and get up at a decent hour on Sunday, which is the day that we're recording this, to try and reset my sleep schedule so that I'm not fucked for work, and then I just spend Sunday regretting all of my life decisions. The biggest problem is that the 9 to 5 workday is fucked, and it should be like 10.30 to 6.00. Did you know, this actually pertains to the podcast in a way, did you know that Australia is responsible for the eight-hour workday? Oh, fuck off. Really? Yeah. I learned that re- I learned that this week and I was like, oh, come on, are you fucking kidding me? Why did we do this? So apparently it was like some unionized thing, uh, you know, way back when. But there's a part of me that's like, did they make it eight hours because they were expected to work longer? I probably, I don't know. yeah. Like eight hours to them was probably like a lovely short day. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm sorry. We're responsible for it. I don't know why yeah. we are the way we I are. I mean, the logic is sound, like eight hours for work, eight hours for sleep, eight hours for leisure. But it never works out to be eight hours for leisure. It never, ever works out that way. <laughs> it's like the, you sleep hours and then like you wake up and it's like, oh, I got to get ready for work. And then like you, gotta, you waste hours on either side yeah. for your leisure of like getting to and from work and it sucks. Yeah, no, it's uh, the whole system's rigged, but it's the one we live in. So, you know. I found a picture on my phone that I don't remember saving. It's like of a penguin holding a machete and it says become ungovernable. Become what? Become ungovernable. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the penguin. I might. <laughs> I just found it on my phone and I'm like, I vaguely remember saving this picture. <laughs> yeah, it's just a penguin with a machete in the Antarctic. It says become ungovernable. <laughs> I'll do it, penguin. That would make some great graffiti, I think. <laughs> I am. Um, I really hate on Twitter... That it just doesn't show me the people that I follow. Like, that's what I want. That's all I want. Hmm. I like to. I mean, occasionally, like, you'll see a good viral one, but apart from that, like, stop showing me random shit. Yeah. I mean, most of what it shows me that's random is stuff that people I follow have liked. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, that's why I'm saying I don't understand how it works. Cause sometimes that is the case, but then other times I'm like, how the fuck did this even end up on my feed? Promoted. Ugh. I like seeing, like, anyway. I haven't bothered doing it, but I'm kind of tempted. It's like blocking every single ad I see to, cause, like, the ones that turn up when you block all the major ad companies are really wild. Mm. Yeah, who's paying for promoted tweets? Don't know, but apparently Supernova Sydney 2021 had a Nazi stall at it. There was a stall at Sydney what? Supernova this year. Because that was that's this weekend. Nazi and f- yeah, Nazi and fascist propaganda. What the fuck? How did that get through? Yeah, it's got, like, rising sun flags, swastikas. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Yeah, because Sydney Supernova was this weekend. I mean, I'm assuming it's happening today still. Ugh. Fuck. Gross. How did that happen? Ugh. I mean, can anyone buy 
stall space in. I suppose so. Apparently Supernova made them take down the two racist flags, but they're still selling their stuff. I guess it's not against the law here. Yeah, it isn't. Which is the problem? Yeah, well, you know, fucking ScoMo, he's in with QAnon, of course he fucking is. <sighs> okay. I like the TikTok just banging well, ScoMo. Like, I didn't even finish listening. Like, before I even got to the end, she was like, reasons you shouldn't vote for Scott Morrison. I was like, like. <laughs> and then I listened to the rest <laughs> Don't even need them. I, I listened to the rest of her video. I'm like, God damn, he sucks. <laughs> he does, though. Like, the worst thing is, though, because so much shit has happened while he's been Prime Minister and we've come out of it okay. Mm. People are going to thank him for it, even though he's done fuck all. The only people who should be thanking Scott Morrison are the wealthy elite. If you're a conservative and you Pretty don't much. have money um, in Australia, don't vote for I, Scott Morrison. He does not care about you. He certainly doesn't. Yeah, I I would be genuinely su- I I, I want to say genuinely surprised if he gets voted back in. I won't be, though. No. Nah. At the same time, yeah, it be. wouldn't surprise me. Hmm. Okay. D- have you come up with a name for our headline segment? You're good at naming things. I didn't know I was meant to be naming this, so I haven't thought about one now, but... I think I think I mentioned it last week, but that's okay. Okay. Because I've got some fucking doozies. It's the episode headliner. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, got, I've got quite a few because I couldn't decide on which ones to include, so sorry. Foo Fighters to release disco album as the DGs. I don't really get it. Like, I know they're, like, making a pun on the Me Bee Gees, but, like, okay. But, like, why? Why? Don't you hate Foo Fighters? I do hate Foo Fighters, so... I'm sorry, but they're really just generic bland rock that is completely boring to me. So maybe the disco album would be an improvement. I don't know. Bandit responsible for vehicle break-ins is a black bear. (laughs) (laughs) Just let him drive. (laughs) You know, they say, like, there's so many dangerous animals in Australia, but we don't have fucking bears. Maybe it was a bear that stole my sunglasses that one time out of my car. (laughs) I think I think this one might resonate with you. It definitely did with me. Thousands signed petition to keep Amazon's Jeff Bezos from returning to Earth. <laughs> well, I mean, um, the rocket he went up in has only like been tested eleven times, and he doesn't have a spacesuit, <laughs> so there's a lot of potential for things to go wrong. But well, off you go, Jeff. <laughs> this one I kind of need to know the story, but I, d- I didn't read it. Caught remands driver for allegedly stealing forty-one toilet seats. Why? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like. Why? He's that guy, like, you know, like, he's the guy that Amazon <laughs> wants, you know, the, those guys, well, it's like, you buy, like, one thing on Amazon, and people are like, no, I don't want to buy another 30 toilet seats. This guy does. <laughs> but he stole them. Why 41? Why not 40? Why not 42? I mean, I'm sure he was going for, like, 100, but they got him. <laughs> this one, I don't know if this would incentivize me. I, I feel me. like stealing toilet seats isn't a crime. It is, because it's theft. Well, I mean, it is. He's stealing. But I've never thought to myself in my life that I own this toilet seat. But you also can't just go into someone else's house and take their toilet seat. I guess. Watch me. (laughs) It's stealing. I will continue the legacy. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if this would incentivize me, but maybe it does for people from the Netherlands, because Netherlands offers free herring as COVID jab incentive. Yeah, they like fish. I mean, I like fish too, but I don't know if it would make me get a, a vaccination. What about a goldfish? I mean, I'm I'm willing to go get the vaccination without any incentive. Same. I mean, the incentive is to not die. I think I'm um, just going to actually, like, if i got the time off and I can be bothered, I'm just going to walk down to the centre and just walk in and see if they let me get it. I was talking to someone recently, and apparently in New South Wales, there was like two days where they literally let anyone sign up for it. Nice. And I'm like, for fuck's sake. A couple accidentally grew the world's most expensive mango. How do you do that by accident? Is it just because of the size? or I, I didn't click the link. I'm going to be honest with you. I just read the headline. Mm. And I'm like, how does that happen by accident? How much is it worth? Again, don't know, but it's the world's most expensive mango. World's most... I'm too curious now. <laughs> I have to know. It's like, it's pink. It's pink? It's pink. Okay. It looks like India. Special mango sapling. They bought for thirty-three dollars. Two eighty-three. Apparently, they're paying for security on their mangoes, but I can't be bothered to read this whole article <laughs> right now. So, <laughs> imagine, imagine that being your job as a security guard. Yeah, I'm guarding the mangoes. Um, the pink mangoes. <laughs> uh, Logan Paul is confident he can beat Mike Tyson because he's old. Okay, cool. Go on then, beat up an old man, Logan Paul. Fucking put it past you. Uh, yeah, I actually did. Um, I did. I already knew this before I seen the headline, so I was watching a YouTube video about it this morning. Um, but basically, the the Paul brothers are just fighting anyone that 
they know they can win against because like injury or age or you know not being fit mm. um i mean mike tyson i don't understand what they're proving with that he still looks like he's in shape so i i would i honestly i would think that mike tyson could beat the shit out of me <laughs> Or maybe that's just wishful thinking on my part. I don't know. Well, I mean, he got um, knocked out like, fighting Floyd, so. Well, oh, but if you ask Logan that, no, he did not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know what they're trying to prove, fighting people that they know they can win against. That doesn't prove that you're a good boxer. They're just trying, they're not fucking trying to prove it. They just want money. It's all just for money. But I don't know. I just feel like every interview I hear from either of them about boxing, it's all about how they're the greatest boxer ever. And I'm like, well, no, you're not. Yeah. You're just picking fights you know you can win. That just makes you smart businessmen, not good boxers. I'm sorry. I hate them both. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm always going to be biased. Uh, terrifying moment. Pack of 30 wolves chase actors across a Chinese stage. <laughs> I didn't know China had wolves. I think a lot of places have wolves. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. We don't have them. No. And that's odd. Is it? Yeah. I kind of thought that was more normal. Did you know that um, they got rid of all the um, wolves from Yellowstone and now it's like a huge issue? Yep. Funny that. If you take really out that, the main like, fucking apex predator out of the environment, there's bad things to it because now there's too many fucking deer and they're eating all the fucking plants. Um, I'm actually literally going to talk about that in one of my stories. Oh. So keep that in mind. This one, I didn't understand who this person was, but it was just a crazy headline that I couldn't pass up. Bizarre sign claims Sedgley has seen three alien abductions and blames council for not helping. I'm sorry, what? So some person has seen three alien abductions and blames their council for not helping? Helping to what? See the fucking abductions? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Like, what are they meant, are they meant to be stopping them? Are the aliens doing anything? I mean, they're abducting people, I guess, but... Mm. um, Yeah. Right. Some some stuff going on there. Uh, this one I thought was really funny. Um, Gorilla Glue Girl starts hair care line selling Forever Hold hairspray. <laughs> Is it just Gorilla Glue? <laughs> Didn't you see that guy that tried to copycat it? No. What did it, why? Uh, there was a guy. There was a guy after that who actually like did it and then was asking for donations to help him like fix it. And I was like, D- dude, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, um... Woman dies after security guard pretending to be doctor performs surgery. Oh, God. Is this in America? I I didn't click the link, but like, what the fuck? How does that happen? Okay, I've only got two more. Mm -hmm. Olympic runner banned after positive steroid test blames pork burrito. Yeah, man. That's it. It was definitely the pork. I was eating a burrito. Um, and this one, uh, I couldn't pass this up because how does this happen for one? But Toronto rallies to save tiny kitten who was born without a butthole. Oh, no. He doesn't have a butthole. He cannot do the poop. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that would be quite dangerous. I'm assuming that, like, it's all there. They've just got to get, like, a little, like, hole punch and go, make a butthole. <laughs> a hole punch. Uh, I have a feeling it's probably, like, way more complicated than that. Uh <laughs> I went to school with a kid who, um, he was born with, um, he had, like, skin on the inside of his nose that, like, sealed his nostrils. Ew. So he couldn't actually breathe through his nose. And they didn't realize for ages, <clears throat> but he had surgery and, like, it had it fixed up. But, like, yeah, he always just chewed with his mouth open because that's what was normal to he him. He had to. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, what are your stories like this week? Um, pretty quick. You already know one of them. Uh, one of them's actually cheating, and the other one I didn't actually write notes about it because I just fucking know it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, a, I'm a cool guy. <laughs> uh, uh, who's who's going first? Go first if you want. You're probably not going to yeah, like I, my I, last I, story, so you might want to palette yeah. colder. Okay. All right. Cool. I'm probably going to get a bit mad in mind. Are you talking about Logan Paul? No. But uh, the first story is about an uh, equally dumb fuckwit, and the second one is what I was kind of talking about with the Yellowstone thing. Mm. And then my last one's a listicle, so sorry, oh, cool. but I um I picked a story and it turned out to not be in Australia. I don't know why I thought I, I it was. Saw, and then <laughs> ah well, kind of what happened in my so first story. We've got a listicle. Yeah. Anyway, enough is enough. Someone calls Samuel L. Jackson because Qantas mechanics have had it with these motherfucking snakes on these motherfucking planes. Oh dear lord! <laughs> I had to watch the clip four times to get that written properly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, aircraft grounded by the pandemic and left sitting in the desert, because that is the best place to leave your aircraft. 
Is it? It is, yeah. It's less likely, like, just because the desert's quite a stable environment, very little moisture, so it's good mm-hmm. for storing giant chunks of metal. Right, okay. So sitting out there in the desert. However, during this day, the plains have all become infested with scorpions and Mojave oh. rattlesnakes, and it was at this point in my note writing I realized this story is actually taking place in America, but it was too late. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> I mean, okay, look, it, it's a Qantas plane, right? Yeah. It came from here. It, yeah. Well, it's not just Qantas planes, but there are a bunch of Qantas planes there. Like, all the A380s are still there. Uh, you look at you them. You know, it's, it's fine. Yeah. They come from here. Yeah. yeah I'll I allow it. it. I was like, you know, fuck it. But the other thing is, that's totally something that would happen here as well. Yeah, that's why I, I thought it was here. I thought, oh, yeah, because I think they're storing planes yeah. out in, like, Alice Springs and shit, because same thing. But no. Yeah. Uh, the fact that the dirt wasn't red should have given it away. <laughs> oh, here Yeah, the Mojave's not red. <laughs> It's not red, it's just rattlesnakes. I've been in it. Ooh. I've been in it in Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> and I think part that of counts. it inspired some locations in Red Dead Redemption. So, you know, I've totally been to Mojave. I should really play Red Dead on my <laughs> PC now that I've got my 38. I think it looks sick. Anyway, every <laughs> aircraft has had one of its brooms modified, uh, and they all have oh their brooms God. have all been written down the planes for registration, and they're now called wheel whackers, specific to each plane. The purpose of which is to hit the wheels to get the snakes out. <laughs> um, checking oh, for fuck, snakes and scorpions is now the first step in aircraft inspections and has been added to official checklists. Because a lot of um, a lot of things involving aircraft, they love their checklists. Like most of what mm. your pilots are doing on takeoff and landing is checklists. They love it. I have a feeling that most safety checks are like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, they work. There's very little room for error. It's like you go through the checklist, you're going to be fine. Yeah. So I have a quote here from Tim Haywood. He's a Qantas engineering executive. The first thing we do before we unwrap and start any ground inspections of the landing gear in particular is to walk around the aircraft, stomping our feet and tapping the wheels with a wheel whacker, wake up and scare off the snakes. <laughs> That's about making sure no harm comes to our engineers. All the snakes. Oh, so they're not killing these snakes. They're just letting them run free. What? Why would they kill these poor snakes? They're just living out there in the desert. Oh, their fault it's filled with fucking plagues. <laughs> I mean, fair point. You're in their home, not the other way around. Yeah. There you go. That's the whole story. They got a snakes. Honestly, though, I did. I did see a story this week that I almost picked, but I'm like, eh, not enough to it. But um, someone was sitting in a plane, and a huntsman dropped into their lap. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking. I wonder if there'll ever be a follow up story to this, where like there's a plane flying somewhere, a scorpion or a rattlesnake pops up. Like just like yeah, just drops from somewhere. I mean, that sounds wild, but I've been on a plane with literal live chickens running up and down the aisles. So what the fuck? It was in New Guinea. Don't worry about it. It was a carry on luggage. A live chicken. <laughs> of course it was in New Guinea. Yeah. <laughs> I met a guy in China who um had also been in New Guinea and he his worst flight experience in New Guinea was Oh my god. Someone brought frozen fish. Frozen fish as their carry-on luggage. And naturally it fucking started defrosting during the flight in the overhead locker. I was just about to say, was it at least an esky? No, it was just a they oh. don't have those. They literally like went to the market, bought a fish. To take home with them for dinner that night, got on the plane, shoved it in the overhead locker, and the fucking thing started defrosting and leaking oh fish God. water. <laughs> that is disgusting. It smelled like rotting fish. Oh. Uh, I'm sure gross. they slayed it. Ugh, okay. <sighs> if you put it in the cargo hold, it gets cold enough in there. It probably would preserve the fish, but whatever. That should have been an option. Any bags to check in? Okay. Oh, boom. <laughs> Sorry, sir, your tuna is over 20, the allowed 20 kilos. You'll have to buy more. <laughs> My God. It's like bad enough when you're in the office and someone like reheats fish. Mm. So I can't imagine being on a plane and having that smell wafting. Tropical island paradise of like. Yeah, no. Fuck no. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So I I read this story this week and I think I need to share it with you all. Um, Considering that most of our audience is in Australia, I think this is a pretty relevant, especially just because it's Australia, I guess. Mm hmm. I think we could start a new segment called People Being Idiots on the Internet and we'd have plenty we could just do a whole. Podcast. We could just do a whole podcast on that. <sighs> so, okay, I'm going to be really biased here because I really disagree with this guy, so take that into consideration. Um, because when I wrote my notes, I started with, so some dumb cunt, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, some dumb cunt who owns a chain of CrossFit gyms in Byron Bay uh, has told his almost 93,000 followers on Instagram that we shouldn't use sunscreen anymore. Oh, yeah. He um he described people who say that you should wear sunscreen as woke anti-sunners. So for those who don't live in Australia, there was a really, really successful government campaign 
years ago that I'm sure technically still goes on called Slip Slop Slap. Because um, mm-hmm. when that holes, hole in the ozone got ripped up, it happened right over Australia. Um, so yep. s- skin cancer is something that's very, very, very common here in Australia. It's like one in... I, I have some stats for you. It's something stupid, many, like 50% but... of the population is going to get a skin cancer during their lifetime. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was that kind of my next point is that I was going to point out, even though the article doesn't really actually go into this, is that um, in Australia, we're exposed to more of the harmful UV radiation mm. um, than anywhere else on the planet. Yeah. Uh, and it's weird to me that, like, because of the ozone layer depletion. Yeah, they, you have issues with like foreign doctors who come here and they can't identify skin cancers. Mm. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I, then it's, it's I mean, just I could that, identify like, one. Yeah, but it's just that like other countries don't have to deal with this bullshit because yeah, they didn't get the um, hole and the ozone ripped up over them. Granted, it is closing, but it, you know, it's still there. It's still, and apparently, uh, we have the highest rate of melanoma than anywhere else. Yep. Yeah, it's fucked. Which is the most deadly form of skin cancer, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sun is a giant like, deadly not- laser. And it's like, I, why? I don't want to yeah. go outside. That's why, like, your stereotypical so- Australian bogan is, like, that leathery fucking skin because they're in the sun so much. Yeah. It's, it's strong. Man. I mean, like, my grandfather who spent, you know, all of his life working outdoors, oh, my God, his skin was terrible. And, like, he used to get skin cancers, not melanoma, mm. but other other types of skin cancers. And he used to save them up because it wasn't worth going to the doctor for just one. <laughs> um, like, it's – the sun here is r- ridiculously bad for you if you spend extended amount of time in it, basically. There is literally, like, a government department specifically for skin cancer, and they have retail shops mm. in shopping centers called the Sun yes. Cancer Council that sell specifically products just to protect you from the sun. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, to top all of that off, melanoma is the fourth most commonly diagnosed cancer in Australia. Yeah, it's fucked. So, I know that there has been some some debate in the past about what chemicals are used in sunscreen and whether that they're good for you. So, according to the Skin Cancer Foundation, though, physical and chemical sunscreens have been tested as safe and effective. Yeah. So, I'm just putting all of that information out there before we continue. I um, just avoid going out. It's, it's literally recommended same. by the doctors that you do not go into the sunlight between like 10 and 3, especially in summer. Yes. Yeah. Like, avoid the sun at that time. Go get your sun earlier in the morning or late in the evening. Yeah, I think it should be part of everyone's routine to include sunscreen in your morning routine. Like, it's just, it baffles me that this person could say this in yeah, Australia. I mean, that's why like, it's at ridiculous. Australian schools, if you don't have a hat, you don't get to play at lunchtime. Yeah, there is a literal thing called no hat, no play, and if you didn't bring a hat to school, you're staying inside. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> So I'm not going to say this dude's name because I don't think he needs any more attention than what he's already got. Mm. Um, but he posted a naked photo of himself outside on Instagram. And part of the caption said... Was he sunning his anus? L- I was literally going to say that. <laughs> so part of the caption said, now ditch the sunscreen and go sun your fucking genitals. And then I wrote, I bet he's one of those butthole sunners. Yeah, he totally is. I bet he is. That's how um, Byron it didn't Ray say that specifically. Day, actually. Everyone in Byron uh, goes down to the beach. They all line up in a long line. <laughs> They get naked, <laughs> they lie on their backs, and they expose their ass cracks to the rising sun over the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> um, so one thing this article did do is they did interview a skin and health disease specialist who said you absolutely should not do this, um, and you should absolutely wear sunscreen. Yeah. Who, who would have thunk it? She did say that sun exposure is good for you, which it, that is true, because, you know, vitamin D, but vitamin D absorption is maxed out after 10 minutes. Yeah, you only need 10, 15 minutes a day. So, so and um, and most people get their daily intake incidentally just by going about your day because you only really need like your hands or like minimal skin exposure to get it. Yeah, yeah. I um, tried, so I there's no reason to be outside naked. Like okay? walking to work or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like there's no need for you to not wear sunscreen and go outside naked. Like there's no no need for that. How long is I it? I mean, you can be naked outside. Just wear sunscreen. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> Do you really want sunburn on your genitals? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's the wrong people. Um, what if you don't so realize that troubling... you're going to have sex and you put your sunburnt dick into someone? Can you imagine how much that would hurt? I mean, I can't because I don't have a penis, but I imagine it wouldn't be good. Maybe, you know? Use protection. Put um, sunscreen on your penis. <laughs> if, if your dick's going to be seeing the sun, sunscreen. Put a little um, hat so on Another it. troubling... <laughs> oh, my God. I mean... Although, yes, that would totally work. Uh, <laughs> like a little Kubra hat on the tip. It would work for the tip. Anyway, <laughs> um, another troubling thing that the post had was that it kind of 
It kind of sounded like he was trying to imply that skin cancer comes from your diet. Part of the caption read, When woke anti-sunners who stuff their faces with Oreos and fuel themselves with processed Fruit Loops tell me I need to wear sunscreen and be careful of too much sun. Uh, Look to nature. Sunshine isn't going to kill you. Refined sugar and processed chemicals posing as food will, however. Look, he's half right. He is half right, but... (laughs) He's also half Nothing wrong. to do with the sun. <laughs> I, I didn't think that this was a thing that needed to be said, but skin cancer isn't caused by diet at all and is directly caused by UV light. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, look to nature. So- okay. Literally animals in nature like pigs and hippopotamuses wallow in mud as a form of sunscreen. Right. This guy's an idiot. <laughs> so I was actually doing some reading because I wanted to make sure when I said that point that I was being factual, and that is factual. Mm. But literally UV rays can damage your skin's DNA, which is how skin cancer happens. Yeah, even from UV lights. I had uh, my first boss ever. Yeah, so tanning beds as well yep. can absolutely my do that. My first boss ever had absolutely fucked eyes because uh, when tanning beds were new and hip, she was at like the young age to go do it, which was like in her early 20s. Mm. No one told her to close her eyes in the tanning bed. Oh my god! She sunburnt her eyeballs, causing oh my permanent god. lifelong eye damage. But you know, it was probably the fucking Oreo she ate earlier that day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Look, I, I, I feel like this kind of goes without saying, but I, maybe it, it doesn't these days. Spending a lot of time in the sun without suns- sunscreen is like dumb. If you really like think that sunscreen does have chemicals in it that can harm you, there, like there are other things that you can do, like wearing clothes. Yeah. Wearing a hat. Getting an alternative all sunscreen. Of that. I mean, ideally you'd do all of it, but- That was what slip, slip, slip you know, was. Slip on a shirt, slap exactly. on some sunscreen. I can't remember how it worked. It was a hat, a sunscreen, and a fucking shirt was basically- It was, slip, yeah. Slip, slap, So it's just plain dumb to take this guy's advice to go and lay out in the sun naked. I don't do it. Mm. <laughs> I mean, do it for like five minutes. One of my old um, and that's Battlefield <laughs> teammates used to work with an American guy during the Slip, Slop, Slap campaign- and this American dude was absolutely affronted that the government was telling him what to do. He, he just could He's like, this. I he's mean, like, that doesn't surprise me these days. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he couldn't. He's like, how dare they tell me to wear a hat outside? Blah, blah, blah. Like, Bro, <laughs> they're not forcing you to do it. Yeah, no, it's not like a, a, a law that if you're seen outside without a hat that you're going to get arrested or something. It is literally health advice. Yeah, they, just, they just don't want to get a horrible cancer and die, man. Oh, how evil. I, like, they don't want you costing them money. Is essentially what it is, if you want to, like, look at it that way. (laughs) Because, you know, universal healthcare and all of that. Um, That's all right. Scott Morrison's cutting funding to that anyway, so it won't cover it. Yeah, I know. Fuck it. It it made me really mad. Um, Especially, yeah, as a person who had a a person in their family with skin cancers. Look, I I joke about him saving them up. He did do that, but he was also an idiot. He shouldn't have done that. (laughs) No, really shouldn't have. Um, (laughs) Really should not have done that. It could have killed him. But that's just my grandfather. So, also, don't take that advice. If you have anything that looks odd, get it checked out. Yeah, I did. It was a mole. Cool. Didn't cost me a dollar to get it cut out. Yeah, it's Australia. <laughs> yeah, didn't take long at all. From like, you should get that checked to having it removed was two months. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Nice. And that's and that's the thing though. Like that was the best thing to do because even though it wasn't anything, it could have been melanoma. Yeah. You know? And I got others. I need to go get checked. So yes, just be careful and don't do what this guy the does. The sun is a deadly laser. It, truly. I'm going to absolutely butcher this, but okay. <laughs> bear with me. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Have a look at that headlock here. See that chap over there? Hey, get your hands off my <laughs> penis! This is the bloke who's got me by the penis, people. Why did you do this to me? For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? Oh, that's a nice headlock, sir. Ah, yes. I see you know your judo well. And you, sir, are you waiting to receive my limp penis? How dare! Get your hands off there! Ta-ta! And farewell. <laughs> you did that pretty well. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I actually, I sent you that meme the other day. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if you're going to do it. <laughs> These words, spoken with the skill and grace of a seasoned theatre performer, came from a man being arrested in 1990 outside of a Chinese restaurant in Brisbane's Fortitude Valley. This video then sat dormant and forgotten until it was uploaded to YouTube in 2009, uh, where it became a bit of a local meme, <laughs> which, like, I know not a lot of people have heard it, but, like, a lot of people do also know it. 
I hadn't heard of it until you mentioned it to me a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. Uh, we'll definitely link to the video. But yeah, you have chat. you it's have hilarious. to see the video. It is so fucking funny. So good. But speculation quickly began after the re-upload in 2009 as to who this guy actually was and what was going on. Um, the most popular theory at the time was that he was a Hungarian chess player called Paul Charles Dozer, who was known for dining and dashing. Hence maybe why he was being arrested outside of a restaurant. But why was he being arrested by like nine police members and why were there TV <laughs> yeah, there crews on Yeah, there are so many site? cops. <laughs> So it wouldn't be until 2020 when an older Australian man appears in a music video for the band The Chats, you know, for, best known for their song Smoko and I hope Scott Morrison's house burns down. So The Chats are kind <laughs> of like a couple of young Queensland guys who I guess sing like really, I guess quite punk music, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Yeah. This man, Cecil George Edwards, was revealed in the video as the man being arrested in 1990. Oh, so do we know the answer we now? We do know who he is. Uh, he appears at the end of the chat's video of their song called Dine and Dash, where he comes to the aid of the band members as they're being arrested, and he himself ends up being arrested in a similar manner to the original video. So he, <laughs> he comes storming out of the building and being like, look, what is happening here? Like, interrupting them, <laughs> eating their meal, a succulent steak dinner? Because <laughs> they're at a steak restaurant. <laughs> how did they find I him? I have no idea how the chats found him. Couldn't find that. That's so interesting. <laughs> Chats, if you're listening, let us know. Yeah, we want to know. Like, how did, how did you find this guy? Tell us the story. Yeah. So, as I mentioned, many police on site trying to arrest this guy. Camera crews were there because it was filmed. It was on the news at the time. They were conducting a sting operation, and they believed they were arresting one of the state's most wanted men. And instead, they accidentally arrested Cecil. Who? What? Not completely- Hang on. Wait, repeat that for me. Sorry. The police were doing a sting operation and then thought they were arresting one of the state's most wanted criminals. But instead, they just got this guy. Instead, they arrested was trying to- Cecil George Edwards, who was enjoying his succulent Chinese meal. So it was a mistake. It was a mistake. <laughs> I don't know if that's less interesting or more interesting. <laughs> that's why he was like so much like, what is the charge? Because look, okay, he was a known petty criminal at the time as a bit of a conman, but he wasn't like. Well, he dined and dashed. No, he didn't. Oh, he, he didn't. Was, he was literally in there eating his meal. He, apparently, he used to go to this restaurant all the time and eat there like every week. But he was known for that? Didn't you say that before? No, 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 no. They thought he was a Hungarian chess player who was known for dining and dashing. Was oh, the primary theory. Right. Okay, okay. So it really is like out. mistaken identity. Yeah, they arrested the wrong guy. Right, okay. Sorry, I got lost <laughs> yeah. there. So he was a known petty criminal. I'm tired, I'm sorry. That uh, the TV reporter stated him as having a flair for acting, which is definitely present in his video. Definitely. And then within three hours of the arrest, uh, the police had to let him go because they realized they had arrested the wrong man and he was literally doing nothing, just sitting inside a restaurant trying to enjoy a succulent Chinese meal. Succulent Chinese meal. (laughs) (laughs) Who would describe it like that? He did. Anyway. Here's why. So in an interview, loudly, uh, Cecil did do an interview with Sportsbet shortly after it was revealed who he was. And in that, he said that he wanted to portray himself as a lunatic during the arrest so that he would be sent to an asylum instead of a prison as it would be easier to escape. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So he knew that he was incorrectly being arrested, but he's like, oh, no, no, no. (laughs) I need to have a plan anyway. (laughs) He was a petty criminal, so maybe he thought he'd done something horribly wrong. Yeah, I guess, maybe. Who knows? Anyway, he has long since given up his petty crime ways. And uh, these days he's painting. And he mainly paints depictions of his own arrest and sells them from his studio. Oh my god. <laughs> so if you have like a giant painting for your house of the Democracy Manifest arrest, you can get it. And uh, i got to say, he's actually a really good painter. Like, they're quite nice. Oh, there you go. Are you thinking about buying uh, one? Probably not, but I don't know where it hangs. But maybe it'd be kind of fun, actually, to have the... I think, I think that would be a great uh, conversation starter. <laughs> What's that? Oh, it's, uh, it's Democracy Manifesting. Seeing if I can get you a picture of his paintings. Hang on. Um, um, here's a picture of him in his studio. And then, so I'm assuming that, like, I'm assuming that he never really followed up because there was not there was no story to tell, and no one was making a big fuss about it. And then it like comes back, well, like twenty years later. Yeah. And uh, did did he even realize like that, that was happening? I have no idea. I assume he must have because he was painting the pictures of it. But I guess like thinking back to the time, it was 1990. You know, there's no internet to make it go viral. Yeah, exactly. It would have just been like maybe the local news, maybe national news, and there's it. But there's a picture there. You can see his paintings in the background. Oh my god, his paintings are pretty yeah, good. Right? <laughs> he's a good painter. Yeah. And now he's just like this well-spoken old gentleman in his studio, and yeah, <laughs> I love Fantastic. that for him. Uh, definitely, I've got links to. I think in my reference links, there's the sports better interview in there as well. It's not very long. It's like a minute, um, but you can easily find it. But okay. Definitely go watch the Democracy Manifest video. It is hilarious. Oh, God, it's so good. <laughs> I wish I'd known about it earlier, honestly. Get your hands off my penis. 
the best part in the video is uh, he's got like six police officers hanging off of him, and he's barely resisting arrest, but they're struggling to get him into the vehicle. He's just standing there. He must be a big dude. <laughs> well, all the cameras are watching, so he probably knew that like he could just stand there because what are they going to do? Beat him up on live TV? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know how to segue this because there is no segue. <laughs> But did you know that Australia has the longest fence in the world? I did. Do you know how long it is? You should have said from democracy manifest to the... the, No, that doesn't even rhyme. Never mind. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So this is the dingo fence and it runs pretty much from like, I want to say somewhere around the region of... um, Oh, what's that little fucking town north of Adelaide right up in like the little... I was was going to say, I don't... I don't have the town names, but it does. It, it spans over southern Queensland and South Australia, mm-hmm. and it is 5,614 kilometres long. Let's do a keep the dingoes out. So you can, uh, too many dingoes in. You can see it from space. No, you can't. How are you going to see it from no? space? No. Okay, so I'm going to explain <laughs> how you can see it from space. Okay. It's not that you can see the fence, but... uh. Yeah, anyway. Okay. I was say, you can't, like, that's a misnomer. You can't see the Great Wall of China from space yeah, no. either. It's fucking... Is no. it long? Yes. But it's it's longer. It's longer than the Great Wall yeah, of China. The length is not the problem, though. It's very thin. No, I know that, but I'm just... I'm pointing out that it is longer than the Great Wall of China. That it's mostly, like, um, chicken wire. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a fence. Like, I don't know. It's a, it's an Australian fence. Yeah. It's the kind of fence you'd see on a farm. Yeah, exactly, that you, paddock. like, see to, like, yeah, to separate paddocks and stuff. Like, if you've seen those kind of fences, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. But if you haven't, I guess it's just, it's not, it's not that, it, it's not a fancy fence. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I am, I'm talking about the dingo fence. And do you know when it was built? Uh, I want to say construction started in, like, the 1800s, but I'm not certain. It did. Ooh. So, it was, it took five years to build it. Is that all? And it's... Yeah, which is pretty impressive, Fuck. to be honest, considering it's that fucking long. And it was in 1880 when they started. So, yeah, it finished in 1885, and it was to keep the dingoes out. So, I did think about this when I was writing it, because a lot of people say that dingoes aren't native to Australia. They're technically not. And they're technically not, but they technically are. Yeah. It's a it's a very weird subject. So, like, well, How long does a species think- have to live here before it becomes native? Exactly. So, they think that dingoes arrived here about 8,000 years ago. Mm. And as a result, they are now considered native. Yeah. So apparently they are genetically very similar to the wild dogs in New Guinea. Oh, yeah. So they probably came from there. Yeah. How or- Or Indonesia. How they got here, who fucking knows? Just would have been on boats um, while they were trading. Because like the, 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 you can island hop between New Guinea and Australia quite easily. Mm. The Torres Strait Islands. But yeah, they are now considered native. Like technically, like they are native, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it was built to protect the sheep flocks of southern Queensland, and it still stands today, and it still serves that exact purpose. It apparently costs about $10 million a year to maintain the fence. Yeah, I think it's like 12 people have yeah. the job. So, like, yeah, literally there's someone's job is to just drive up and down that thing. And fix it. Yeah. It's a huge cost. And while it is super effective at keeping the dingoes out – it's also had other effects that are not so great. Mm. Um, so the landscape on either side is basically fucked. <laughs> right. So before the fence was erected, dingoes were actually pretty important to that ecosystem mm-hmm. because they were population control for the kangaroos. Huh. Now, kangaroos are a bit of a pest, um, which I know this probably sounds weird to anyone who isn't from Australia, but we have too many. Good eating, though. Delicious. Yeah, I was going to say, this is why we eat them. There's too fucking many of them. There's more kangaroos than there are people. I'm trying to remember what the statistic is. How many kangaroos do I have to fight? <laughs> no, I, I'm more like, I know there's like, you know, however many times more kangaroos than people, but I can't remember how many there times There are 50 million kangaroos in Australia, which would mean okay, we'd so all have like to fight- Okay, so there's like two kangaroos yeah, per person, basically. We have to fight two basically. kangaroos each. Yeah. <laughs> when you get too many kangaroos in an area, it's actually quite bad for the land. What happens is- they basically overgraze and you get no vegetation anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as a result, on the one side where the kangaroos are plentiful, there's little vegetation. Right. Left. So I'm seeing how this is how you can see it from space. Yes. So you can clearly see the divide. Like you can see where the fence is because you can clearly see the divide of vegetation versus no vegetation. Hmm. Put it in perspective, though, in New Zealand, we have 26.16 million sheep and only like five, well, like four million people. So we've all got to fight like five sheep each. But I'd much rather fight five sheep (laughs) than one kangaroo. So, you know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, kangaroos, especially if it's like a full grown red. Yeah, fuck that. I'm not going to win. I could probably take a joey. (laughs) But then I'm beating up. I could probably take a grey kangaroo. kangaroo. 
could probably take a grey. They'd be shorter than me at least. Mm. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I actually think Australia has an insane amount of sheep as well, by the way. It does, yeah. But you guys like to call us I the don't know how fuckers. many, but I know it's a lot. I know that we're, like, in one of the top countries of sheep population. Um, so, like, the sheep shagger jokes for Kiwis probably apply to us as well. Yeah, you guys got 74.7 million sheep. Mm. A lot bigger, though, and your population's higher, though. Yeah. I'm now on We've got a lot Google more land. Earth trying to spot the fence. <laughs> Where was that up to? Uh, so, so the, like, some people really want this fence torn down. Obviously, the ecosystem thing is not ideal. Mm. Um, it doesn't make a big difference overall in Australia. I don't think so. It's not like kangaroos will just move on, you know, Yeah, if there's nothing for them to eat. But it does sort of fuck it for anything else that lives there. Like, but they will probably all just move to a different area, which then just creates a problem for that area. I, I do think it is an issue. Uh, and obviously, there's a pretty large cost in maintaining it. But it doesn't look like there's any plans to actually get rid of it. Because even though our dingo numbers are pretty low, they guess about ten to 50,000 left in the wild. Really? It's still protecting the sheeps. Mm. The sheeps. The sheeps. It's the sheep. just sheep. <laughs> yeah. So, it's still protecting them. Um, and obviously, we like export meat and stuff so it's pretty important to our economy to have them i I don't know how i feel about this i think one of the things that is forming my opinion on it that i kind of think that it should be torn down is that on the dingo side of the fence we're still culling them right we're like poisoning them and shit it's or shooting them because we're culling them their genetic diversity is really poor at the moment and there's a part of me that's like, are we going to kill them off like the Tasmanian tiger? I mean, I thought the Tasmanian tiger... Oh, right. Sorry. I'll get mixed up. The Tasmanian devil. I mean, it's possible. I just think that would be really sad. And, you know, I'm sure when that fence was built, it was probably... Well, no, it wouldn't have been because they weren't on the mainland then, were they? What? Tigers. Yeah, they would have all been gone by then, I think. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I just... I would feel really sad if we basically extinct dingoes because of livestock. Not to say that livestock isn't important. It is very important. That's why I'm, like, so torn. I'm, like, we we clearly need, like, livestock farms in Australia. We have so much space and it's not, you know, we can't live there. Plus, it's good for our economy, obviously good for us for food. So, I, I get that. I get I get why it exists. But also, you're kind of, like, fucking things with, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I'm very torn. Yeah, it's one of these things where there's not an easy answer, unfortunately. Yeah, like, I don't think there's a good answer. Is basically like the, either the, way, the definitely it's wrong not, answer not great. Not bringing in something else that's going to eat the kangaroos for us. Did no, um, that was a good idea, wasn't it? Mm. <laughs> I mean, it, it's weird. We, we we introduce things and then it just goes horribly wrong. Yep, like rabbits. Happens everywhere. Though. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, but not always. So yeah, I I, I don't know. Fun fact: um, horses they introduced here. Well, the it's it's more to do with America. So the horse actually evolved in America. Like in Northern mm-hmm. America on the Great Plains and stuff. And then they crossed during the land bridge areas over into Europe. And then as the climate changed and stuff, the horses went extinct in North America. So when European people brought the horses back to North America, they reintroduced and they got out and became wild. Uh, they reintroduced horses into the environment and it was somewhat good for it because it was, it had evolved four horses to be there. And then they all died out and now they're back. Well, that isn't, isn't this sort of like the same thing as why they're thinking about reintroducing wolves into Yellowstone? Yes. And it's the same thing here, like um, you should reintroduce. You need something to come in and fill the niche. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, anything that's going to eat a kangaroo is definitely going to eat a sheep. Yeah, but clearly this fence so, works, so why not just build these fences around the farms? Yeah, I don't you know. know? <laughs> the fence is working. Put it around the farm. <laughs> huh? Uh, but yeah, uh-huh. I mean, government's not going to pay for that, are no. they? So, uh, no, so yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Scott Morrison's god to have money so they can build these fences. <laughs> god, and they will receive it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I I definitely don't agree with the culling um, at all. Don't agree with that. You're already keeping them out. You're keeping them away from a food source. I don't really agree with poisoning them or shooting them. I mean, what was the point of building the fence if we hadn't gotten rid of all the dingoes on this side anyway? Well, no, what I'm saying is on the dingo side, they're still going over there and shooting oh, them. Oh, I thought you were saying they're still dingoes yeah, on no, that's the what I'm side saying. of the fence. That, okay. No, 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 no. On the dingo side of the fence, they're still culling them. Yeah. And I mean, like, this just feels like too similar to how we got rid of the Tasmanian tiger. Might be taking a lot longer. It kind of feels like if they are still culling them, then 
could happen eventually. Mm. So yeah, it's just a weird one. I didn't really know much about it. Um, and then I was, I was watching a YouTube video. <laughs> um, and it was like 50 things that can only happen in Australia. And uh, they talked about the, the dingo fence. But talking about um, horses, apparently no native animal in Australia is hooved. No. Which I'm like, that's interesting. I wonder no, why. No ungulates here. No. Anyway, so I, I knew it existed. I just didn't know when I didn't know it was, I didn't know it was that old for one. Mm. Didn't know it was that long. Didn't know about the whole ecosystem thing. That part I didn't know so about. it was interesting. I thought it was just a fence that kept dingoes out, so. Well, yeah, I guess you, you take away a, a predator and you get an overpopulation of whatever they're eating. My, Good for the sheep, not so much for the kangaroos. My last story is also about something ginormous in Australia. Okay. So you've probably seen these before. It happens here whenever it floods in Australia. But uh, currently at the moment, we've just gotten over a bunch of floods in the Gippsland region here in Victoria. And the area is yes. now blanketed in ginormous spiderwebs that cover everything. <gasps> oh, fuck uh, One off. of them has been confirmed to be at least a kilometre long along a roadside. Oh, fuck off. This is when it's time to move. <laughs> so why did what if the flooding if the flooding didn't convince you this should? Well, why do you th- why do you think this sign. happens? Why do, like whenever it floods, this always happens. These giant spiders. I, I have no up. idea. Okay, so what happens is obviously the spiders don't want to drown, so Fair. they come out of the little burrows in the ground and they poop out a fucking gossamer thread, really delicate, fine <laughs> spider silk in a thing that they call ballooning where basically they use that web to like it flies up in the air and will either carry the spider away or it'll eventually latch onto something and they can climb away on it uh, like a little hot air right, balloon okay. or like a little fulton recovery device and they go wee up into the sky to get out of the floodwaters <laughs> right so what this means though is that all these spiders are coming out shitting the web up into the sky and then escaping and then that web settles back down and that's what covers the ground <laughs> so what this means is that every single one of those strands that makes up these giant kilometer-long spider webs is from one spider. Every single strand counts for one spider, which means that there are literally, like, billions of these spiders just under the ground oh, all the time. Oh, get Just burn it all <laughs> to the ground. And that's perfectly normal. That's just how many spiders perfectly there normal. are. Perfectly normal. That's just how it is. That's just what the environment is like. That's how many fucking spiders there are. I'll get fucked. Just always. And we never see them. They're underground the whole time. But when these big floodwaters come in, they all oh. shit up a little web, fly away to freedom, it. and then the webs settle back down. And they blow, like, if you look at, like, a low-resolution video of this stuff, and there are videos, like, I I didn't take notes for this, but I got some news articles talking about it anyway so that other people can go and have a look at it. You, you know, it kind of looks like ocean waves. If you get really long grass growing and then like the wind blows through it, it again, it kind of looks like the ocean and how it moves and sways. Mm. But yeah, the good news though is that because these threads are so fine and delicate, they tend to just disintegrate on their own within about a week or so. Yeah, but for that week, you've got the reminder that there are billions of spiders <laughs> around you. <laughs> They're just trying to live. I, no, don't approve. You'd rather all those billions of spiders drown. Look, I'm not saying that. <laughs> Look, okay, they can live if I never have to see them. Ah, like furries. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! But yeah, so that, that's why those giant spiders webs happen, and I just think it's it's crazy that each single thread is. I hate, I hate that part. That's the worst yeah, part. Because I, I, th- I like, when I first saw them, I didn't really know what it was. I was like, it's like a spider just comes all, like all these spiders just come out and make a big web. But no, it's just all these mm. spiders escaping for their lives, unintentionally making a web, oh and god. everyone contributes a single strand. Ugh. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. Just thinking about that many spiders. Bleh. Okay, well. Because I don't want to think about that anymore. List me up. I found an article that is entitled Normal Aussie Things Other People Find Really Weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> In this segment, I will take on be- the role of the other people. Just found out Australians call rotisserie chickens roast chooks and I'm absolutely fuming. Why? That's what they are. Roast chooks. It's literally, what, Hello? It's literally what you're saying. Rotisserie chicken. Roast chook. Roast chicken. Same thing. I, do, does, do other people in the world not call chickens chooks? Is that the problem? I don't know. I don't know if that's an Australianism or not. Why but can't you yeah, just call it a roast chicken? chicken? Or is this kind of like, it's not roasted because it's not in the oven? It's a different kind of roasting, man. Yeah, I don't know. But apparently um, that's annoying. Oh. <laughs> There's a whole thread here about people being absolutely baffled about the nut bush. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know why we created the nut bush. I don't know how it happened. But it's a thing. And everyone knows how to do it. It was very weird to come to Australia like, one of the first things I was ever taught in Australia was how to do the nut bush mm. in school, and I hated it. I'm like, why are they making me lie dance? Oh, my God. What are you talking about? The nut bush is so much fun. I was just, 
I was not. I didn't get it. It was a very weird bit of like culture shock, maybe. <laughs> and I say that as someone who just like literally moved from Papua New Guinea. Yeah, okay, Australia, fair. And I was like, why are they making me fucking line dance to country music in this fucking school? It's not even country music. I know, but like I was fucking nine years old and it was going on. I was 10. I was like, <laughs> what is this weird shit? So yeah, this um, was sparked by a TikTok of someone being like, what the fuck is this? And then someone tweeted it saying, I've just learned that they don't do the nutbush anywhere else other than in Australia, mm-hmm. which makes complete sense. And it's also baffling at the same time. <laughs> So I guess for context, the Nutbush is um, to a Tina Turner song. Nutbush City Limit. Right. And we just made up a dance and everyone knows how to do it. Like you, you learn it in primary school. For some reason, it's on the curriculum. It is. No, like it actually is. Yeah. Um, you have to learn to Nutbush. So- <laughs> and like when you're at a wedding and Nutbush comes on. like Everyone gets up. Even if you everyone haven't done is it in into years, you watch one, one person gets up and yeah. you remember it straight away and you're like, yeah, okay. Could I nutbush on the yeah, spot? Exactly. No. Could I watch someone else go through the motion once and then copy them? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. God help um, me. Yes. I can <laughs> fucking do the nutbush. <laughs> and I hate it. And it's just fun. <laughs> it's just fun. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I love the like nutbush. It's, it's a great like, time. The government decided for some reason to teach it to all the children to get them ready for like marching into war. So like this, next time there's a big war, the trans are going to nutbush into the trenches. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> it's like all these soldiers nut bushing across the battlefield. Not that that's how oh wars are fought anymore, but you know. <laughs> okay, found out today that Australians eat something called fir- Can we have a nutbush emote, please? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it only makes sense to Actually, us. Actually, didn't they but have the Aussie trainee to Fortnite? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Add the nutbush dance to Fortnite for them then. Yeah, exactly. Fortnite, I mean, if you add the nutbush. No, bush- actually, tradies would absolutely nutbush. Yeah, if you add the nutbush dance for the tradie guy, I will download and play Fortnite. You know what? Same. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I'll play okay. Fortnite. <laughs> I mean, I, I have played it in the past. I don't like it, but I would go back just for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> found out today that Australians eat something called fairy bread, and it's just white bread with butter and sprinkles. Yeah, I don't get why this is... Like, it's a weird food, but I also feel like, at least for like it's people in America, good. they'd be like, hell yeah. That's most of your food um, anyway. So this is- sugar and butter. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? They, they already put sh- sugar in their bread, so... <laughs> So that means American um, fairy bread would be top tier next, like... Yeah, absolutely. Americans, make um, fairy bread. It's probably going to be fucking awesome over there. <laughs> Related to this, I just found out that most commonly in Australia, what we know is sprinkles. Australians know them as hundreds and thousands. Yep. Like, that makes sense because there's hundreds and thousands of them. Yeah, but we also call them sprinkles. I don't understand why that's baffling. This makes total sense. Yeah. No? Don't get me started. I've In the past fortnight, I've been in several discussions over when, like, because they... Other places where they don't call a chicken burger a chicken burger, they call it a chicken sandwich. Yeah, that confuses me. Why is it a sandwich? Because it's not a burger. Uh, okay. Because a burger apparently is the meat patty. It's called a meat burger. <sighs> Whatever. It's a beef burger. Okay. Let's not go no. there. Literally had no, too many debates no. about I this. I don't agree. Like, past two weeks of my life. <laughs> I just found out Australians call, it, <laughs> call ACDC Akadaka, and I'm super upset about it. <laughs> I mean, this one doesn't even really make sense. It doesn't. Um, because, yeah, I mean, Australians Ak- like to shorten okay. things, but this makes it longer. It's a bit like Ak. Okay, AC. But how do you get DAC out of DC? We like to rhyme our slang. I know, but... Akadaka. That's... <laughs> I mean, I don't like ACDC anyway, but I would absolutely know what someone was referring to if they said Akadaka. Yeah. I do I do agree that it doesn't make any sense. You don't even pronounce the lightning bolt part. <laughs> yeah, I agree it makes no sense, but also it's just fun. Mm. So... Oh, okay. So I actually didn't know this one. Just found out Australians call a weed whacker a whippersnipper. Yep. I thought whippersnipper was universal. Um, <laughs> whippersnipper makes sense. Uh, whips and it snips. I mean, it doesn't actually snip. Right. It doesn't actually snip. It's not scissors. I guess, but it's cutting them off, so... Yeah, like whipper... How does weed whacker make any sense? Whacking the weeds. Oh, my God. Okay, they both make sense. Mm. Let's just leave it at that. And if you uh, watch the Big Les show, you can always <laughs> get yourself a tripper snipper. That's an obscure reference that I don't... Maybe, like, one person listening to this podcast might get, but... <laughs> Okay, I didn't know that this was a thing either. I'm learning things here. Um, just found out Australians will call a small car crash a bingle and a big one a smash. I've never heard bingle being used in conversation, but yeah. What? Okay. No, that's definitely a thing. Yeah, well, I've, just, I've never heard it in conversation, though. But if someone said to me I was um, going to a so bingle, I'd be like, oh, yeah. And yeah, they were saying that it was baffling that news presenters will say the word bingle on air. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Because hmm. it's a small car. Yeah, I don't... Look, I don't have any um, real good answer for that one, but the big one being a smash makes total sense. Yeah, 
the smash yeah. cosmic smash yeah <laughs> sorry this one's good because it's all in caps i just found out that australians eat kangaroos <laughs> they're tasty man try it come to australia we, eat the kangaroo does does any other country eat their national animal no i'm sure they do no no i think australia's the only one. Oh, really yeah. okay so maybe that is baffling to other people i'll just check national animal i mean there's got to be there has to be yeah, it's a national animal. I assume you've got a, an abundance of them. Yeah, so Sweden, they eat the elk. Australia, kangaroo. Denmark eats swans, apparently. That's a bit fucked up. Oh, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, Finland apparently eats brown bears. Ew, okay. Don't do that, Finland. They're dying. The US, they eat buffalo. I didn't realize that was a... Yeah, apparently the bison became the country's mm. official national mammal under President Barack Obama. So you're not eating the bald eagle, but you do eat the buffalo, which is your national animal. Uh, Monaco, they eat the European rabbit, which um, they, every other animal, every other animal in this article, they've shown a picture of the animal. For the European rabbit, they've just shown it grilled up on a plate. And it looks quite tasty. It looks like chicken. Oh, but that's so sad. It just looks like fucking Nando's. <laughs> I mean, I've had rabbit. It's pretty tasty. Saudi Arabia, they eat camel. Spain eats yeah. the bull. And yeah, Sweden. Yeah. Okay. So we're not weird. Right? I mean, only eight we got countries lots of do them. it, but yeah. They're tasty. Right. I mean, not for me, but I don't like the them. Meat. But for a lot of people, they're tasty. Yeah. I've only got a couple more. <laughs> Just found out that Tracky Dax is sweatpants. Now I'm on YouTube trying to find videos of Australians saying it. Tracky Dax, man. Track pants. Yeah, track pants. Dax. Pants. We're just we're just doing that rhyming thing again. Mm. Like it, I mean, Tracky Dax doesn't know. actually rhyme. It doesn't, but it feels like it does. <laughs> anyway, I, 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 don't, I don't understand. Stop making fun of the things that we say. <laughs> Okay, so a lot of people being outraged about McDonald's being Maccas. I'm not saying McDonald's, it's too long. It's too long. And then, like, you know, Americans call it Mickey D's. Way too long. Way too long. Mm. Maccas. Just call it McDick. <laughs> Ronald, give me that Now I kind of feel like Maccas. Fuck. I'm going to have a burger tonight, <sighs> okay. probably, but it'll be from a pub. Okay, so this is my last one, and um, I actually didn't know that this is what this stood for, but I've definitely said the word before. Just found out that Australians call UK people POMS, which stands for Prisoner of Her Majesty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the irony they mean that the Australians were literally the prisoners of Her Majesty because, well, His Majesty. At the I get time, the joke. But yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what POMs is. I, I, I get the joke, but um, I did not know that that's what POMs stood for. Yeah. Um, which is kind of funny to me. <laughs> is that insulting? Should we not refer to ah, it's the British English. people as POMs? They couldn't take it. <laughs> After everything they've done to the planet and the people on it, you know, they can they can have a few insults thrown in their way. It's fine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's it. I, yeah, th- I've learned, I've learned some things from that, actually. Mm. I have to get ready for work soon. I mean, I say it, but I've already showered and my job's only like a 10 minute walk away. So, and I've actually got an hour and a half. calm down. I know. I don't know. It's just in my head. that's like 90 minutes before work. I need to get ready. But I'm like, it doesn't take that long. Especially because I don't have to shower. I just have to get dressed and go. Maybe I'll go the long way okay. and get ice cream. Oh. There's a little gelateria near my work. Or is it the, the laundry place? No, that's in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking to a tram last night, and I was walking through like a park, and on the other end there was like a big neon sign, and like making an abstract shape, and I thought it was like an ice cream cup <laughs> with like a ice cream in it. And I'm like, sick, there's a gelato place here, because it's not far from my house. I mean, I've walked past this place in the daylight, f- for reference, so you know, not the first time I've been past, and I've seen what it is. And then as I got closer, I realized it was a fucking laundromat. <laughs> distance it's like it's a nice modern laundromat it looks like an ice creamery at a distance and then i got close i'm like oh i don't ice cream oh that's funny you know that cold tiled look but like bright lights i was like sick ah that seems such a disappointment to you i mean i wasn't gonna stop and get one anyway i was on the way of the tram but like yeah yeah but when you're expecting ice cream essentially and you end up with laundry it was it's about i don't know it might be a shorter walk to get there so, you know, it would have been cool. There is a gelato Messina near me, though. But if you go to that, you got to nice. line up for like six hours. Mm, no one wants to do that. the difference between gelato and ice cream? Is it just one's Italian? <laughs> I remember when I first heard the term gelato, I'd just moved to Australia and they were saying it on like uh, TV and I thought it was like some fucking weird Australianism for ice cream. <laughs> like, like, just like the shit that we went through the list. Like, oh, Aussies call ice cream iso cremo or something like that. It was fucking gelato. I was like, what the fuck is gelato? <laughs> I didn't realize my mistake. Yeah, no, it's definitely definitely not an Australian yeah, thing. Gelato is lower in fat oh. and contains less cream and more milk. Churns slower, resulting in less air and a richer flavor. Hmm. There you go. Nice. 
Should we wrap this thing up? I've got Pixie looking at me. Yeah, and I've got to try and edit it somehow over two days, and I think I have to go to work early on Tuesday for a meeting, so. Great. Yeah, super great. If you'd like to tell us dumb shit Australians say that you think is weird, and please do, you can send us an email at fmedadpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. No, you'll find us on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> at fmedadpodcast you can visit our website at fmedadpodcast.com if you're so inclined you could also subscribe and leave a review we'd really love to have another please as always like and share with your friends tell everyone about it got some feedback yesterday from a couple of listeners I'm not going to say your names you know who you are you were there you told me you weren't actually there it was, was online very nice. we appreciate it a lot thank you and uh, as always if my heart is full <laughs> for whatever reason if you would like to donate to the show you can do so over at coffee.com forward slash fmedadpodcast as always, uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back at the same time next week. Peace. Goodbye. <laughs> Later. <laughs>